welcome to the podcast In Progress by TravelFit. I'm your host, Chris Walker, the founder of TravelFit. I'll be taking you on a journey where I interview small business entrepreneurs to worldwide celebrities, where we hear each person's stories and how they overcame their own challenges to achieve their professional and personal goals in life. We dive into how to create a successful life through health, fitness, and developing a stronger mindset, and how travel can impact our life for the better. If you feel stuck in life, then this podcast is for you. Thanks so much for listening in today's episode. Today I'll be interviewing Craig Levinson, an entrepreneur, business owner, talent manager, and mentor to many, including athlete Zion Clark. Craig moved to America at the ripe age of 19, pursuing a basketball career, but was left short after an injury. Soon after, he founded a company that was based around supplements, inspiring others to be themselves with the slogan, Be Real, Be You. He then found himself in a mental role inspiring more inclusion with helping people with physical impairments and found that there wasn't really so much limitations but how limitless these people are and how much they've achieved so far. Being featured with brands like Netflix, Forbes, Apple and many more, this episode is packed with value and an epic story to follow. Thanks so much for listening in guys and enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode today. Before we dive into your story, who are you and what is it that you do? So my name is Craig Levinson. I'm originally from South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa, where I was born. Grew up in New Zealand, where I spent a good third of my life. And then moved to the US to uh, pursue my dreams of, you know, a college basketball scholarship, which progressed into what I do now, which is is a lot of things, but one of the main ones is man- managing talent, athletes, celebrities, influencers, and helping tell their story and build their brand into reaching their potential and, and whatever that is that they may choose. Yeah, epic. And I think like it's it's always funny, like I really resonate with like, you know, helping inspiring other people to tell their story, but I'm sure like with yourself, you've got like a really cool story as well. So can we touch on, you know, your up, what your upbringing was like and how that's led you where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely growing up had a good support system from a standpoint of loving parents that really cared for me. Um, Never grew up financially with a lot of money and uh, almost I think that was a blessing in disguise because with very giving parents, they would have given me what they had. And um, it taught me the value of money from a young age, you know, moving to the U.S. at 19, never left my family more than a week, you know, traveling to Oz from New Zealand. Um, That's as far as I'd gone. And it's like I had this dream to pursue basketball, which was my passion at the time and and still is, you know, I'm actually heading to a dinner and a basketball event this evening. But, um, you know, so yeah, that, that's that's where you know a lot of the fuel started with great parents that that taught me right 
responsibility and, and values and how to treat people and having humility and, you know, all the things, I guess, that, that are important values to a lot of people. And um, that taught me a lot of understanding of, of human psyche and, and people and management, because I think the biggest thing with managing people is managing personality. Everybody's got a different personality in, in the way that they do things and operate. And um, unless you can be accepting of that, it's, it's tough to, it's going to be tough to manage people. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Do you think that through your own experiences, that's allowed you to be like, you know, more compassionate for other people and help people support people in their own journey? hundred um, percent. It's like, I, I have a lot of empathy for people and I naturally, a lot of people with, you know, so-called problems or uh, tough upbringings gravitate towards me. And, you know, I've always wondered like why it's, Part of it was growing up was not growing up, but like I used to track a lot of girls too with issues. And it was like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a sense of like a, a, a trusted support system to people. And uh, it was like, I was like, all right, I, <laughs> I'd rather somebody that's a little more like, you know, like me, I guess, in, in terms of like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I can't fix you, you know, in that sense. But when it comes to empathy and compassion for people and what people have gone through I, I without actually going through it I, I have a lot of empathy and can relate to them and that's part of what makes me very patient and understanding with people that have had tougher lives and upbringings than me is is the way that they view the world's different to me yeah and it's kind of like th- that perception projection model I guess like you know sometimes if you you know you, you're like a, an enabler like you always bring people up and stuff then you you start to look for the, the injured birds that you can, you know, so they're, they're feathered together, get their wings right, feed them a little bit and then help them go into the world. So it's kind of like those people will always come to you because they know that you're the person that helps and supports them in the best way. But knowing the people that you support, making sure that they're obviously invested in themselves enough to, to actually want to change and improve and grow. 100%. It has to come from you first before you can ask for help, before, before you can take and help is like, there has to be at least enough of a fire inside of you to say like, I want to make a difference and change. Somebody else can help assist in that, but they can't do the work for you, you know? And that's like, I, I'm all about providing extra assistance and support and being a resource to people. But like, unless they have at least somewhat of a drive or they figure that, you know, something's clicked in their head and they've done enough wrong to not want to do right or whatever that is it's um you can't again you can't do the work for them it's like i can only gonna only lead a horse to water you know but it's that saying is which is true 100 percent. what do you think is the the toughest experience you've had that's given you the best perspective shift in your life i think ending my 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 basketball career with an injury um i dislocated my right ankle and in college my senior year which ended my career um had it surgically repaired with eight screws and a plate through my tibia and fibula which you know led to arthritis and more issues and i think that big shift you know shift in perspective to because i've had injuries before that but the one i had was pretty severe and uh enough to obviously you know end my career so um that realization really put things in perspective for me and was like all right 
things happen for a reason. Obviously, I didn't right at the start. You don't really think about that, but or you don't accept that. But then after a while, it's like you, when you do accept things as they are. I'm, I'm a big believer in control what you can control and let everything else go. Don't try control things in life that have already happened or out of your control because that's where anxiety is created. You know, depression's living in the past, anxiety's living in the future. To be in the present state and, and understand the presence is again not being too too worried or wary of those things out of your control and i think that's the biggest thing is like we do live in such a high stimulation society at the moment it doesn't take much for someone to kind of spiral into that that dark place or get caught in the past because of memories on social media or think about the future because they're going through comparisons and obviously comparison is the theft of joy so how do you keep yourself you know aligned i guess you could say and you know on that path without looking to the past and looking too far into the future um i, I try i try get small wins and victories i try you know because i've realized small wins have, have a compounding effect for big wins and if you can achieve small things and do it consistently that's where large-scale things happen i mean you don't have to look at the big picture and be like you don't have to be all do you think like, I don't know if you've read the book, um, Atomic Habits, but, you know, pairing habit stacking and starting to say, do one habit and then do something straight after it to kind of build that pairing uh, to build those better um, foundational behaviors. Is that something that you think that you do? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I think, um, you know, to me, consistency is is the most important thing in in achieving success and um consistency and sustainability it's what you can sustain and and do long term it's um a lot of people will try do things and last for a week or two and fall off yeah so a lot a lot of people will will look you know try for example it's like they won't uh they'll want to lose weight for a wedding or something or some activity and then um, after that, just go back to their normal routine or their normal way of doing things. Um, you know, stop working out completely where sustainability is so key. And that's where it ties into small victories and small wins. Because if you can just accomplish the next 24 hours and focus on that and do that the next day and again and again, I think uh, that's, that's a lot more sustainable model than, than trying, to, trying to get an overnight victory. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like, you know, that I think it's, I think it's all, you know, you need to see the bigger picture, but you also need to understand, you know, that doing those small things, keeping that sustainability is the thing that keeps the bike, you know, the wheels turning on the bike. If you're always stopping and starting, you'll never get to where you get. So in saying that, what was the journey like? So what, what got you started your journey of going down this this management of talent role and how did you find yourself with um you know mentoring some of the people you do today yeah so i mean you know obviously i mentioned like i was an athlete which my career came to a stop you know out of my control and um i wanted to stay always stay in the the realm of health and wellness uh, you know, it's my, my passion. Like I'm very, very health conscious from what I put in my body to my thoughts, to my lifestyle and my spirituality and meditation practices. So, um, 
I started a supplement company and, uh, you know, it was all about promoting the, the tagline was be real, be you. And, um, and, and, you know, a fake world, it was like, we're trying to create something real and communicate. And, um, yeah, so we started creating some great products, you know, very cool mission, vision. People love the, the concept, the brand. And I didn't understand much about business at the time. And um, I had a cool vision. Me and my best friend started it. Grew up in New Zealand together. You know, child, I'm the, I'm the godfather of his kids. Like, we're like brothers. And we both had a similar mission. He was fat and lost, you know, he was 125 kilos at 14. And um, I was a skinny kid growing up. And we had both we had this vision of just helping and making a difference and, and impact and community. And then the kid that I manage now is, the, you know, one of the biggest talents that I manage is one of the most inspirational people on the planet. Um, my best friend met him on the backstage of the Ellen DeGeneres show while they, he was recording an episode with a celebrity. He was working with Jason Momoa yeah. and uh, the kid Zion was also filming at the same time. And we want a part of our brand and community. And um, we... Uh, my best friend like calls me we'd seen him on social media a week later he calls me like dude i'm on the back of ellen and a kid silence here like freaking out and you know he comes over dinner that night and uh through this is four and a half five years ago yeah. and through that i formed a, a friendship and um a bond with zion which you know again he, he's only 24 now so i met him at about 19 and you know, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I, again, it was like I, I saw a vision in him and I saw his potential and was like, even if this guy screws up, I, it's, it's you know, it's part of teaching him. He, he spent 17 years in the foster care system, so he didn't grow up with parents. So he doesn't have the same value system I do. I'm going to help guide him and be a bigger brother in the support system. And, um, you know, my, my life the last year has taken a full 360 just by trusting in that vision and giving him belief that someone like, you know, believes in him regardless, not just when he succeeds. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how things progress. And through that developed into working with more and more talent, you know, because kind of from them, just seeing the way I do things and, you know, probably as real and authentic as I can. And I uh, try to portray that from social media, which, you know, I hope I'm doing a decent job of that. And then um, also just who I am as a human, like I can't fake things. I just, you know, uh, to me, real is everything. And I think like that's super epic because, you know, you can smell fake at the end of the day. Like it, it's pretty easy to see, like even like some of the events I get invited to in, in Brisbane and stuff, for like, you know, launches and stuff like, you know when someone's being authentic with you and they're actually talking to you versus talking at you. And, you know, when you can realize that, then you can start to surround yourself with obviously, you know, people who are meant to be a part of your tribe and whether it be two people, whether it be five, whatever it is, like just being able to be in a team and a tribe of people that want to see you grow. Like it seems that that's what you've got, which is super epic. Like a bunch of friends that you're helping support. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it, it's, you know, again, I love what I do and it's taken me a, a long time to like find my tribe and, and good people. Um, but the more it's like I navigate in, in this way, the more people just gravitate towards me. And, you know, I'm a big believer in like energy and energy work and frequencies and stuff. Um, 
and the more I've like been open to accepting, uh, the more good people have, have come towards me and just, I've found them in my circle and wanting to, to help. And I think intention is everything, you know, it's like, I, I say this a lot, but, um, uh, giving without intention and just giving to make the world go around. And it's like, when you do that, uh, you know, good things happen. Um, and, and you now become a source of value to people, which is, is cool too. Cause it's like, you've now provided value to somebody else's life. And, and now, you know, think about the most powerful form of marketing is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So somebody says something good about you or someone, you know, likes your energy and likes being around you. It's uh yeah, it's a good sign. And I mean, that's more chance that they're going to want to refer you and introduce you to somebody else. And the cool thing about that is like, like, I like really resonate with that stuff in the sense of like just doing good. Cause that's like one of the fundamental things that like I built trail fit on. Um, one of the first events that I ever did, I created a do a good day challenge on Facebook. And it was just like 2015. I just did it just <laughs> cause I was like, Oh, this will be something nice. Like, you know, at the time internally, I think I was a lot of turmoil in myself and I wasn't happy. And I just wanted to do project something that was nice. And mm-hmm. 30,000 people involved on this online event and it was just epic to see like someone like buying ice creams for people or someone helping with a tree that's fallen over or someone just like supporting someone by talking to them and the fact that this all costs nothing like realistically is like super epic like it's 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 so amazing and that kind of comes back to you know that that personal awareness too and it sounds like with your own personal awareness, you've done like a lot of deep work. Have you ever done breath work? And I do a lot of breath work. Yeah. Um, I love, love breath work. I, I do daily Wim Hof breathing. I do breath work classes. You know, there's some cool facilities in, in Southern California that you can go do all that great stuff with. Um, so yeah, I've also seen the power of all that, you know, I have a good understanding of the human body and anatomy, physiology, and then internal function and how diaphragmatic breathing helps. And, you know, I, I love breaking down the science of things. So, um, What's the, the craziest experience that you've had from your breath work? Like, I guess, like the biggest realization. Um, I think just like, not one thing, but just more opening up my heart. You know, it's like I moved here um, at 19 without family. It's like almost I distanced myself a little bit just because I was in a survival state of independence of like, if I don't figure shit out, it's like I'm not going to be able to support my dream. So I think that created a little distance in me as a, you know, which which the more breath work and the more tapping into feeling and, and through myself was like, the, the more things opened up and the more I like felt into things and allowed things to, to come. That's so amazing. It's so cool. Like I dabble in a little bit of breath work and on our retreats and stuff, we do breath work and it's just crazy. Like some of the experiences and even just the shift in people after, like, I just think it's, it's completely <laughs> crazy. Just like how much, like, especially the heart opening your heart, because if you've mm-hmm. really done it before, it's hard to, obviously it's plain, but it's just like this full, I can only explain it as lightness. You just feel mm-hmm. light free and everything feels right. <laughs> you don't, you don't have a, facade, yeah. you don't have a facade, like you're just the person that you need to be. And I think it's so epic. And it's something that I think a lot of people can, should 
if they want to implement into their life because it change so much. People live in a very sympathetic state. You know, that's the whole power of breath work. It gets you in that sympathetic, parasympathetic where it takes you out of fight or flight and allows you just to breathe and think through things clearly, eliminate anxiety and, and you know, the feeling of needing to control things. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. So it's, it's, um, something I'm a big believer of. And yeah, I would advise anybody listening to this or watching this, whatever to, to, uh, to try it if you haven't. Epic. I've just got two last questions for you. One is what's some advice that you'd give to someone right now? One piece of advice, if they're, they're, they're holding onto a dream, but they're just stuck and they feel like they're on the edge of the cliff with, and they're just about to throw it, throw it away. What advice would you give to them? Uh, I would give them like, you know, create some structure around what your dream is. So if you think your dream is, is you know, first I, I would advise if it's something realistic and within in your reach and you think it's just a matter of, of building and, and doing the work, then really start to, uh, I do this with business, but reverse engineer what, what that dream is. If the dream is to, you know, be in the NBA, figure out what it takes to build and to get there. So work backwards and look at where you're currently at and what it will take to be there and, and actually systemize things and, and, um, and use goals, you know, set, set smaller goals, but then look at the bigger picture and, and, uh, don't, don't just try you know, it goes back to don't just try and achieve the ultimate goal, see realistically what it takes. And are you willing to, you gotta be real with yourself. Are you willing to sacrifice what it would take to get there? You know, uh, those obstacles in your way, because, I think everything objectively in life is a matter of priority. You know, what do you want the most? I mean, I've been in relationships that I didn't want the most. So I would prioritize things over it. And it's like a matter of priority. Everything is in life. Yeah. Just figuring out what is a priority and what isn't a priority. And then not. And be self about it, you know. What's um, one book that you'd recommend someone to read that you think is the most impactful book you've ever read? Or audio? Uh, yeah, I've, le- I've read a lot of good books, but um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is, is great. Um, you know, it's some of the things we had talked about is, is the present moment and, and being present. So I think that that had a pretty profound effect on me. Uh, the Four Agreements is good. Such a good those book. Are two, yeah. So those are two that come to mind just from the top of my head that, you know, Epic. And where is it that you want to see yourself in the next five years? Um, I mean, continue to create impact in the world. That's like my, my goal and, and what I love and I thrive off is seeing other people succeed and knowing the impact I'm having on their lives too and, and what I do with my journey. So, you know, I work with a lot of athletes with, with physical limitations and disabilities and I want to create more awareness around that and, um, you know, just inclusion is, is a huge part of the world we live in. I think it's important to accept, accept people in, in, in differences and actually embracing those differences. If someone wanted to reach out to you or um, ask you a question or even just follow your own journey, where can they find you? Uh, mainly Instagram, Craig.Levinson, L-E-V-I-N-S-O-N. 
and uh, it's actually also see the kids Iron Clock that I manage is in my bio, who's absolutely you know freakishly talented and inspirational. Um, but yeah, that mainly social media is the best form of contact for me, and you know anyone that wants to follow my my story and journey and is any advice I can give, but you know when I, when I have a little extra time, I'm happy to try and make some time for people. Epic. Well, I just want to say thanks so much for joining me today. I know that we were a little um, limited for time, but I really appreciate you jumping on and sharing a bit about your story and some knowledge bombs and just helping people like redirect their life. And no doubt, like I can't wait to see like your journey unfold because it looks like there's more to come for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. Excited to continue uh, building, building my story and uh, just having fun with it. Thanks so much for listening in, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and got some value out of it. If you did get some value out of that episode and you really did enjoy it, then share it with a friend or family member. Share us on social media, leave us a review, and help us make a bigger impact in the world today. The more we can inspire people to better themselves and level up their life through self-development, whether it be one little tip here or there, makes all the difference. And you might even save a life. Again, thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.